Hi friends, I'm Purdy. And I am Megan. Welcome to Project Friend. Join us as we reconnect our long distance friendship and delve into all things life and experiences, both funny and more meaningful. So grab your cup of something sweet and let's dive in. Hi friend. Hello friend. I am super excited about today's recording. I am too. I was actually thinking about this topic going, hmm, is that actually going to be interesting? And after having done the research, I am like mind blown away at how I actually didn't even know what this meant. I agree. So in so many ways, I think the perception of what I thought it meant versus what after doing research and coming to the truth, if you could put it that way, I've come to realize that there's a lot more to it than what I thought it was. And I think that comes down to you and I being very skeptical of being labeled. Very true. So today we're actually going to be talking about extroverts and introverts, which I feel like is probably one of the biggest labeling factors that we have in society. Definitely. And so often somebody will ask, are you an introvert and an extrovert? And I can personally say when somebody does ask me that, I'm always just so wary of answering the question because I'm scared of the limitations that it might have in terms of what the or what society's perception of those different terms is. So I think a good place to start would be like, what do we think common society thinks is an extrovert and common society thinks is an introvert? That's a great idea. So from society's perspective of an extrovert, my picture in my mind is somebody that's bubbly, cheerful, loud, like the clown of the party. Yeah, confident, happy to be the center of attention. Yes, maybe a little bit cocky sometimes. And your picture of an introvert? But from society's perspective, I think somebody sees an introvert as somebody who is a little bit more indecisive, maybe, tends not to be bold in decision making, maybe a little bit more shy. Doesn't really like being around people, maybe has low confidence, doesn't like being the center of attention, doesn't like being seen or looked at or noticed. Yeah, the perks of being a wallflower. But after that, I've done the research into this topic, actually, that's That's not actually what they mean at all. No. No. And I think that is the thing about that is (laughs) we can have this discussion on Project Friend and it can reach our two followers. But the problem is that, (laughs) but the problem is that not everybody knows that. And so although we can change the narrative of what an introvert and an extrovert is from a Project Friend perspective, everybody needs to know that because otherwise people aren't boldly going to say I'm an introvert or boldly say they're an extrovert. I totally agree. And you know, the funniest thing is, is I think like introvert and extrovert has become a label. So once you are one of those, then that is who you think you are and that you can't change it. Completely. That's why it's so limiting because you start to almost live the narrative of what an introvert is. Exactly. Let's get the definition of what an introvert and an extrovert, what is it referring to? Okay, so an extrovert is somebody that is almost, I want to say, energized through socialization, through collaboration, through being with people. So they get the energy through being around other people. And an introvert receives the energy from spending time alone or in social settings that have a lot smaller groups. So where I think people think extrovert and introvert is almost describing your personality, it is actually just describing where you get your energy from. And I think that is where the misconception comes into play. And I think we've discussed this before, where somebody that's really tends to feel like they're really shy 
also then tends to think they're introverted. You'd often hear people say, she's quite introverted, as in she's quite shy. And I think those two terms together get so confusing because they're actually not the same term. No, I mean, I do think that there is a lot of overlap, but I think that they aren't the same thing. Like if you would describe someone, oh, he's really confident, he's probably an extrovert, but you can be a confident introvert and you can be a shy extrovert. And in the same way, you can also be an introvert that makes quick decisions. And an extrovert who is indecisive. Exactly. And so I think there are definitely overlapping factors. But what I can say is, and I think this is why there is this almost stereotype of either or, when somebody considers the majority of that personality and what you could be like, I think that's where those labels come into play. So this whole concept was actually created by a psychologist named Carl Jung in around like the 1920s. So it's been around for a, a really long time, but it is actually like describing how you process the world around you, not who you are. Exactly. And I think if you go into it with that perception, you're not letting it define you or define your narrative um, or limit you in any way. You are simply realizing or coming to realize where you get your energy from. Like scientists don't actually know what causes introverts and extroverts, but what they do know is that their brains do work slightly differently. So there is almost a physiological difference. Introverts have a higher blood flow to their frontal lobe than extroverts do. And this is the part of the brain that helps remembering things, solving problems and planning ahead, which is probably why they're so much better at it than extroverts are. So an introvert's brain also reacts differently to dopamine than what an extrovert's brain does. And dopamine is that chemical that turns on the reward and pleasure seeking part of your brain, which I find so interesting. It is actually fascinating. So there is a physiological difference between introverts and extroverts. And yet we've all been like labeling ourselves kind of incorrectly. So, Mythbusters 101, find us a project friend. <laughs> Hire us. Hire us now. <laughs> so, do you think society favors one over the other? I absolutely do think so. I think because extroverts are deemed more popular, not just because they're in bigger social groups, but also because they have the personality traits or they hold the personality traits that are more socially rewarding. You're absolutely right. And I think almost being an introvert is almost seen as a bad thing because people say, automatically think if you're an introvert, then you must be shy and have low self-esteem, low confidence, anxiety, the whole jazz. Absolutely. That goes along with the stigma of that word. And I think that's what it is. This is now stigmas of words that we've assigned to ourselves. Absolutely. I think of the past couple of weeks, I've been part of quite a big interview process. And in those interviews, internally, I'm trying to think of what I'm looking at when I'm asking different questions. Okay. And something that was important to me is somebody that is able, able to take initiative, somebody that can make bold decisions. And so in saying that, if you were to come across somebody that could come across as more introverted, you might think that they're not going to be the big marketer or the big promoter. And I think that is where labels can be so limiting. But in fact, if you really look at the two side by side, somebody that's able to think through decisions, somebody that listens first and then might respond, that is actually probably your safest bet of a human that you could have and hire, as opposed to somebody that might be a little bit more unpredictable in their social setting. 
not to say all extroverts are unpredictable, but it definitely has the stereotype of what the picture looks like when you are hiring and when you are interviewing somebody. You know, that is so interesting because I don't think I've ever actually thought about that. In an interview process, do you ask people if they are extroverted or introverted? So I haven't asked that question, but I'll definitely ask questions to get a feel for what kind of personality somebody has. So, for example, I'll ask the question, in a group setting, do you prefer to lead or do you prefer to follow? That's a question that I like to ask. I also like to ask the question, do you prefer to take initiative or do you prefer somebody telling you what needs to be done and then you'll do it? So through those questions, I get a very good feel for somebody's personality. And I think in saying that, that is why I struggle with personality tests as well. Yeah, I do too. Because I can see through questions. When the question is, um, in a social group, do you feel depleted of your emotions afterwards or do you feel filled up? I'm like, I know you think I'm an introvert or I know you think I'm an extrovert. Do you trick and manipulate the system or are you really honest and actually get a true sort of reflection of who you are? No, but that is so interesting. So you and I both in preparation for this podcast have taken a personality test. Having done the research into this topic, I realized that I actually didn't really know what I was, an introvert or an extrovert. Because previously I had labeled myself an introvert because I was very shy and had no confidence. And learning to be a coach, going on my like self-growth mindset journey, I have become confident and I've developed so much personal skills that I actually now love being around people. So what I thought like, oh, I'm not shy anymore, so I must be an extrovert now. It's really interesting because I actually did the one that you suggested three times. Interesting. I did it first. And then after I got the results, I was like, this definitely does not seem like me. So I went back and reread my questions. And I realized that I had answered the questions how I had previously perceived myself as being an introvert. I don't like crowds. I don't like talking to people. And then I was like, that's actually not necessarily true. I answered it how I used to be. So then I answered it again, got the results. And I was like, okay, that doesn't seem like me either. I went back and looked at the questions. I was then answering the questions of how I would like to be. And I think a lot of people do that when they answer personality tests. Are you compassionate? Yes, I am. Because you want to be compassionate. That doesn't necessarily mean that you are in this moment, which is not a bad thing because we're all aspiring to grow. But I was answering it how I wanted to be seen, not how I currently was. So I did it a third time, brutally honest. Hashtag dedication. And then I was like, okay, now this is definitely it. But it was so interesting that I realized I'd answered it from a past perspective and then from almost like a who I want to be perspective. And then only after I had realized that I was doing this, I answered it damn honestly. (laughs) 100%. I think the problem is too that you and I both have this growth mindset. And so the beauty of our friendship is that although we haven't seen each other in years, we know that we've grown tremendous amounts and we love Project Friend for that reason because we are being able to discuss the growth, but also we are growing in the process. While a personality test is sometimes seen maybe as more a fixed idea of who somebody is. Totally agree. And because we have this growth mindset, it is who you were is not necessarily going to stay the same and consistently so as you grow. 
And I think that's the beauty of it. I think that most people think that once you are either an introvert or an extrovert in your bad understanding of what it means and that's what you are for life fixed. I think if you do a personality test as a child or a young adult, and then 10 years later, you go back and you have the same answers, then there's a problem because you should have grown between now and let's just say 10 years. The personality should not, and I know we use the word personality very loosely because neither you or I like that word or put a lot of stock in the word personality to our identity, but it should change. Definitely. And although I will say that somebody could consistently be happy with their personality test results as they are, I think they're definitely parts of the questions that you would answer differently going back because there are parts of you that have evolved. There should be parts that you have evolved. Do you think that we will ever get to a place or phase in our life where we like ourselves so much that we are actually happy not to change anymore? It depends, actually. I think that, personally, I love growth. So that's a hard question because I would like to think that I'd forever want to grow and change. and, and And that's something that's always been really like a strong conviction over who I am is... I don't ever want to feel like I can't have the ability to change or that I'm not in the position of change. But I've also heard elderly people speak about the freedom they feel in their elderly years because you get to a place where you're just really content with who you are and you get to a place of almost done my growth, I've had my years, I've learned my lessons and now I'm going to teach those lessons to the younger generation but I'm just going to enjoy being me. And so I think there's also almost a beauty in that, like a relaxed, almost content version of who you are and just being content with this is who I am. So for this entire like mind melt, what did you think that you were? Well, going into it, I thought what I then, after my test results came back, what they were. So it was correct. Has it always, have you always thought that that's what you were or was there a change? So in my 20s, 100% knew what I was. Which was? Introverted. But there were always parts of me that were more extroverted. So there was a bit of both. So going into doing this test to see whether I'm more introverted or extroverted, I definitely know, like I previously mentioned, that I'm big on growth and that I have changed tremendously from my 20s. I mean, from school to my 20s, from my 20s to my 30s. And I know exactly I can track what those changes are. And I know that having gone into fulfilling some of my purposes and realizing my strengths and what those have done for me, I knew my results would come out differently because I ultimately the big realization from this was that when you are doing something that you love and you are being able to be 100% authentic and 100% yourself, your results are going to become a lot more clear of who you actually are. That is so well said because that was definitely my case. So going into your test, did you get the results that you thought you would? My results was exactly what I thought they would be. Mine too. So I think that you're about 50-50. And I think you are 50-50. Yeah, that was my my exact result was (laughs) 50-50. I feel like this is the birthplace of Project Friend. (laughs) And that is how Project Friend was conceived, everybody. We came to realize that both of us are very much the same. So yours is also 50-50. So mine came out that being an extrovert was a little more than being an introvert. Okay. 
And when I say a little bit, like 2% more. So for people who fall in between extrovert and introvert, like you and I, it's actually called something, an ambivert. Well, look at us go. We are, I feel like it's like an amphibian, like a frog vibes. We are. Don't even we say are, the word we frog. Are the, oh, no. We are the amphibian team. We are the ambiverts. It feels nicer to have a word for something in the middle than to be like, I'm half and half. I absolutely agree. I love that we're ambiverts, to be honest. Yeah, me too. So the personality test really interested me. Because I did this test in 2015. Okay. And I did it for the first time since then, last night, again. And? And my results were different. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. There we go, there we go, there we go again. <laughs> we, haven't, we haven't had the opportunity to sing in a very long time. And I've just changed the lyrics, but it, it works for us. It works for us. So... In saying that, when I read the personality test and what that means, and just disclaimer, I don't go into it believing 100% that is what I am. Some of the questions are crazy. Crazy. And also, then it, if you do have that fixed mindset almost, you're going to fully believe that that is who you are and it almost becomes like you're doomed to be that only. But I did go in with the mindset of interest and curiosity around what they did describe me as and I do find there's a huge overlap between what I used to be which is the more introverted version of me versus the more extroverted version of me and I think where that big overlap comes into play is through my empathy. That is so interesting. So you were the same amount of empathy it's just how you expressing that empathy has changed. Yes. But I now, having found what really lights me up and my passions and what I really enjoy, have come to realize I feel really energized by spending time with people. But I've also come to realize that I also still enjoy certain aspects because I tend to have more empathetic tendencies. I need downtime from everything that I almost lack the capacity of what I can hold within a social aspect we're the same so we're the same so i mean we're, we're awesome so i'm not complaining <laughs> so actually it doesn't change anything this is i mean that's the end of this podcast basically why we're here is it's an intervention to tell everybody else at home we're awesome you can go home now thank you for listening goodbye we can go home now thank you <laughs> drops mic <laughs> <laughs> so i have had this conversation with a few people because I believe that people that get labeled shy from a very young age and where it gets done so often or frequently that it becomes so part of their narrative. That speaks so much to like labels and that is exactly what introvert extrovert is. If you think you're shy, then that is how you're going to act. And then that kind of becomes an excuse for you to be that way. And I think of how many times somebody will tell me something like, I'll know somebody and I'll see them within a more reserved space, which doesn't necessarily mean they're more reserved. It might just mean that within that space, they feel the need to hold back a little. And then somebody will say to me, did you know that she does like modern dancing or tap dancing or she sings on Saturdays and I don't know, busks in the streets or whatever. And I'll suddenly go, what? no way I would never have imagined that 
And that to me is always like such a good reminder of not labeling somebody a certain way because you just don't know what does energize them. And within the space that they get their energy from, they might not be the label that you have defined them as. It's so true. I think we are the only people who get to kind of like define our labels. But that being said, you need to be very careful in how you label yourself. Definitely. And to perhaps do what for me has sort of been, I want to say like an unpopular opinion in life, which has never been to actually take that label full on, almost like the clothing label that you would wear, and to be perhaps more cautious with sharing, like I am an extrovert and I am an introvert, and rather to have this growth mindset behind, you know, state the facts. I tend to like being around people, but I also really enjoy being on my own. You don't have to label that as one word. You can just put it into a sentence that is true to you because I think there is no black and white. We are all so gray in what we are and what stands true for us. It's actually just so limiting, this entire concept, if you allow it to be. I almost want to say the whole topic is and can be, when it comes to personality tests, incredibly limiting, especially if you are filling out a personality test with the perception of who you think you are because that is going to give you the results of who you think you are. That's interesting because like, like I did when I did that test three times because I realized I was answering each time from a different kind of like idea, then how do we even know that these personality tests are actually accurate? Because so I answered the first one how I used to be and I answered the next one how I wanted to be and only on my third try, oh, because I am introspective enough to know, okay, listen, you did answer both of those tests wrong. So how do we even know that these personality tests that we're answering are even vaguely correct? And we don't. So I've got a story I can share with this. I know of a company that was hiring people and their way to hire is to do interviews, but they also did a huge, thorough sort of personality test. Okay. And from that, they definitely were influenced in the hiring of who they chose in the end. That's interesting. Because obviously it gave a lot of insight into what this person was like and it almost it wasn't the deciding factor but it definitely confirmed their thoughts or made them wonder if who they saw and what they were reading is the same person but this friend's company found that after hiring some people what the personality test was saying versus who they were within that company was totally different yeah and so they were finding that relying on the personality test results not that that was all they were relying on but by even having that as an option they were being almost led to think of this person in a different way and that it wasn't in fact what they were like within a work setting it's so interesting so interesting i think like through what we've just discussed and also like relating it to the topic of introvert and extrovert what you think about yourself you will then go on to create absolutely reason why i love mindset so much and i read this quote somewhere actually no i came up with this quote i read it somewhere <laughs> I, I read it somewhere because I wrote it somewhere. I, I, think, I think I came up with it. Actually, don't quote me. I might have stolen it. A mind that is stretched by a new experience will never be the same. That's your quote. <laughs> <laughs> not mine, but yes. <laughs> I do love it. I love the idea that like we are not reacting to reality. We are reacting to our perception of reality that our mind creates. And that is why having such a good mindset is so important. 
because the way that you view the world, yourself, your experiences, relationships, everything creates it. Absolutely. And the choices you'll make using that information. Recently, I did this chat with quite a few people and somebody came to me and said afterwards, the way you spoke made me feel like not just that you're confident in doing that and that you can do it in front of so many people. It felt like almost it wouldn't matter just being 100% who you are in front of everybody. You didn't overthink it or try and twist what you were saying to suit the room's needs. You were just 100% authentic with your words and who you are and you had a good laugh around it. And that was awesome to see. It's a lovely compliment. And I just spoke from a place of who I am. And it is important to me that I am sincere in bringing across that to people. I never want to stand and sound inauthentic. That's very important to me. So that's something I really value. And I think hearing that, I came to realize how many people do maybe stand and overthink what they're saying or say things and almost say it depending on what the opinion of everybody else is going to be. Whereas I stood there very freely sharing what I shared. I think many years ago, I would have maybe after that gone like, oh my goodness, hashtag regrets, should never have shared that. But I I didn't have regrets. I was happy with what I said. And I think that comes from a place of being happy with who I am. That is the difference. Like You are the only person and you know that you're the only person who dictates your self-confidence, your self-worth. And when you're grounded in who you are, nobody opinion means anything to you because your opinion about yourself is the only thing that matters and when you're secure in that you could literally walk down main street in a bin bag with a tea cozy and clogs on because it doesn't matter what anyone else thinks of you it matters only matters what you think about yourself absolutely and i think that was the joy of it was there was no sense of actually having to think some people don't agree with what I'm saying or might think that that's inappropriate to say. And to me, there was never that feeling of having to think about that because I knew that there were people maybe sitting there thinking the same thing or I knew that there could be that possibility. But the reaction was only but positive. And again, it comes down to vulnerability. When you are authentic and true to yourself, people can find very little fault in that if you're being sincere to who you are you're absolutely, absolutely right. While I was doing research about introverts and extroverts, I started thinking about friendships and I started thinking about the friends we choose. And I wondered that if somebody is an extrovert or an introvert, or no matter what you are, do you think that people choose to be friends with more introverts or more extroverts depending on what they are looking for in terms of who they are as a person? So I think that they do kind of tend to pick people similar to who we are. So if you are an introverted person who then wants to have those experiences, like go out and meet people, then finding an extroverted friend is probably going to be beneficial to you because they will force you out of your comfort zone. And then you will kind of like be pulled into the world that you want to now start emulating. 100%. I agree with you. And I actually asked this question for that very reason. Because I saw a video of somebody saying, if you are struggling to make friends, or if you tend to be more introverted in a social scenario, go and find the person that's having the most fun. Because they are going to be the person that's also very open to meeting new people. They're also going to be the person that's probably going to introduce you to a whole lot of other people. That's the person you need to go and find. 
if you are a shy, really anxious, low confidence person who thinks that that is what an introvert is, then approaching someone who is the funniest guy in the room is going to feel so overwhelming. And then they're going to blame that on being an introvert, where it actually is just you being shy and having low confidence and anxiety. So do you have any final thoughts for this week? Well, I think in relation to what we've just discussed, I think my final thoughts for the day are going to be don't let labels define you or stop you or limit you in pursuing the life that you want. I couldn't have put it better myself. Like, I don't think I have anything to add to that. That's all, folks. Don't let labels limit you. So not only is our platform one where friends can connect, but one where we can grow together. So this week we have a reflective question for you. We want you to reflect on, are you allowing labels to define your narrative or to limit the choices you make? I think that is such an important question for everybody to kind of start to realize in their life. It's definitely one of the questions I've been pondering on while doing research on being an introvert and extrovert. So I'm excited to hear from everybody. So friends, thank you for joining us today. And please join us again next week and interact with our social media posts so we can get to know you better. Yes, friends. And please don't forget to interact with our social media posts to get in contact with us. If you have a story to tell or an experience to share, we love hearing from you and we absolutely love connecting. Friend, ambivert, coambivert, podivert, slash coolivert. Love it. Ciao. <laughs> Ciao. Bye, my friend. Bye. I will chat to you next week. Love you lots. Love you lots. Bye, friend.